I think we're live, so let's just let's let's roll with this. Um, yeah, week three of fantasy football preview, and I, I I'm reluctantly here this week after just what's been a really crappy two weeks of football in general, and then fantasy for me in particular. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> although you know we got obviously our four four hosts here, myself and Max. Parker, Max Parker's here. Hello. I don't know if the Hello. right Max Parker wants that's to answer. That's me. I think that's me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, on the plus side, Rob, you got your Sundays back early. You can I go did. out and enjoy oh, the God. end of summer and enjoy the nice weather. I know. So at least there's some positives to the season being over after two weeks. Um, but you got yeah. the Flyers and 76ers to look forward to. So. I know. Oh, <laughs> man. It's, it's going to be a great, great winter of just misery here. And I'm glad I moved back to Philadelphia, let me tell you, for this junk so whatever. So yeah, we got Max. Seth is here. Yo. What's going, What's on, going Seth? on? And Mark Garlitz. Hi everyone. Mark, uh, you know, for as bad as my fantasy week was last week, Mark, I do have to say you're you're wearing as Max put it so eloquently before the show, the dunce cap of the league this week, putting up a, a whopping whopping thirty six points in fantasy football. Couldn't well, even place the point. It's a paraphrase. Like it only counts as one loss. <laughs> it does. doesn't matter how few points I score I until you until there's a tie at the end of the season that goes by points that yeah, week right? too is <laughs> really gonna be rough. Won't be necessary. <laughs> too far gone or too far ahead. I I keep telling myself that about the Eagles though, Matt, Mark, and it's just not looking any better. You know, the Patriots started zero two last year, didn't they? Wasn't that the case? They were calling for Tom Brady to retire and get Jimmy Garoppolo in there, and they they went zero two in the beginning of last year. Uh, Check those stats. We'll check those stats. We'll check them. I'm pretty sure that was the case, but mm. Patriots 2014. Either way, you know. But no, man, I'm I'm standing by my my opinion on the Eagles after Week One. They suck. They're horrible. It's a bad team. Yeah, I I can't even. It's it's hard to fathom after the pre. I know it's everyone. It's only preseason. You can't judge it by the preseason. But you you're obviously going to get a little excited. Everything um, about them. It's everything sorry, about them. Their O line. Their their quarterback, their offense, their running game, their defense, their secondary, it's all garbage. Yeah. They so might be the worst team in the league. Stat check, I was wrong. They started 2-2, two and two, but it was like a clunker against the Dolphins, and then they they destroyed the Vikings in Week 2 and then put up a, a really crappy home win against the Raiders, 16-9, to mm. and then lost to the Chiefs. So it was those two. It was like I three out of four bad Chiefs. weeks. So. The Chiefs yeah. found like the famous loss. Yeah, it was a Monday night. Right? Yes, it was. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's what that's what was up with that. But still, you know, I don't know. Yep. I'm done talking yeah. about them for now. So I, we can't. This is this isn't fantasy football. I, <laughs> I refuse to do, do, donate any more time to talking about the the Eagles right now. So. Yeah. Right. You mean in this segment, right? This You'll segment. be all back. Oh on God! I'll be. Yeah. I gotta get. I gotta get. I gotta get right back to it with injuries and updates here. So God. <laughs> I guess we might. have oh, man. So I lied. I definitely lied. We're gonna start. God, as if things couldn't get any worse uh, for the Eagles. We start the injury updates with the fact that DeMarco Murray, if you haven't heard yet and you're listening to this on Wednesday because you're so faithful to this podcast, uh, went down with a hamstring injury. They're not positive. He's getting an MRI to check just how bad the damage is. But um, they, they, some people, you know, the optimists that still live in this city somehow, um, said that it might be because he didn't want to talk to the media and he was just using the, the injury as an excuse. Others saying it could be bad i don't know it's a hamstring and it's a running back i i don't even know what to say 
it's <laughs> he's already a bad <laughs> running back uh, in in this system. He's not a bad running back. He it's just not a, it's not nothing's working right now, and it's just something else to to go. But again, I'm getting down this track of wanting to talk about the Eagles, and I just can't do it. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. So, uh, yeah, Murray uh, Sproles has been getting a lot of the carries, but they're gonna want someone. I, I guess if we're talking Eagle strategy here, they're going to want someone that is sort of downhill. And that obviously is Ryan Matthews uh, for the, you know, first and second downs. Sproles probably sticks to his third down and whatever other role he's been in. But that's it for the Eagles injury report elsewhere. Uh, there's If uh, you're playing a PPR league, those running backs would be theoretically fun to have. At least they throw to them. Yeah. I mean, they get a lot of touches. That's for mm-hmm. sure. So, um, I mean, Matthews has done minimal in the first two games, really. So, uh, if there's if Murray really is, you know, suffering, um, then he's obviously worth a look because they're going to need if people. Bradford can do one thing and one thing well. It's check down. Check it down. Yep, so. that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, elsewhere around the league, the 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 only good thing, I guess, and this is the Philly talk coming through. Uh, that came oh, out of last week's game was, <laughs> was was Tony Romo going down with a with a, a fractured fractured collarbone. Um, so yeah, that happened. Uh, and he's yeah, out. Man lost the ability to earn a living. <laughs> he we did. Shall celebrate. So there's, we shall. You know it. Um, that was the only silver lining of that game. Let's be honestly. So yes, I hmm. I can say that. Um, so yeah, the Brandon <laughs> Whedon's your backup, and they traded for Matt Castle today. So yeah. The Cowboys offense, they're without Dez, they're without Romo, and potentially, uh, it's probably not going to happen, but um, Jason Witten was on the injury report today with, um, what he, he, I mean, he came out of last week's game with, like, he sprained both ankles, sprained a knee, um, mm-hmm. but he's probably going to play through, but, it, I mean, they're already in trouble going up against Atlanta. I can't imagine what they'd be like if without their top three offensive weapons, so uh, keep an eye on Witten. I, I imagine he starts, but. Uh, moving on from that, Eric Decker is listed as questionable, sprained his knee Monday night. Uh, Alshon mm. Jeffrey of the Bears, questionable, and he's going into Seattle next week with a new quarterback, Jimmy Clausen, under center because Cutler went down. Uh, hilariously, I don't know if anyone saw how he tried to throw a block and injured himself. Yep, um, that was great. It was, it was <laughs> that was the highlight was of my Sunday. It was something else, <laughs> that's for sure. Um yeah, he didn't throw a block. A block wasn't he trying to tackle? Him? Uh, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Not a block. He was trying to tackle after like a fumble or a pick or something, and it, it just it did not turn out well for him. Um, it was equally as pathetic as trying to throw a block. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was bad. It was it was basically it was Cutler. It was Cutler being Cutler. So Arian Foster is listed as doubtful right now. Um, probably not going to play this week. Um, but keep an eye also on the Texans, Deandre Hopkins, their top target has, he's going through the concussion protocol right now. Uh, keep an eye. They're saying he's going to be a game time decision. So keep an eye on that. Matthew Stafford is banged up beyond belief. Um, but I don't even, I couldn't even tell you who the Lions backup quarterback is. So I, Oh, come on. It's Orlovsky. Orlovsky. Oh my God. Mr. (laughs) Voluntary safety. There you go. (laughs) I think he plays, he's got like banged up ribs. He was dealing with some chest issues. Uh, but he, I mean, he's, he's sort of been a trooper. He'll play through anything. It seems like so. Yeah. Uh, he's not really that good of a quarterback though. So who cares? Yeah. He's a rough, he's a bad line. I mean, he's a yeah. really, really yeah. bad. He's line. always one of those guys. He's got Calvin on the outside. You feel like he should be a, a good, you know, fantasy type. Quarterback. He has weapons. He does. I don't just, think he's gold, any gold better tank. or worse than Cutler. 
Yeah, it's the same sort of situation. Mm-hmm. He's always had the tools around him. He's just never been able to, you know, take use them to his advantage in terms of fantasy. Uh, and also, I guess, you know, on field, they only made the playoffs for the first time, what, last year? Yeah, um, they, made it, they made it a couple of years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and no last wins. but not least is Eddie Lacy. Uh, yeah. Went down. James Starks came in. He's going to get the bulk of the carries next week. Um, so yeah, that's that's. Did you did you mention Drew Brees? Oh, Drew Brees. Well, he's going to go. Uh, injured the rotator cuff in his shoulder, his throwing yeah. shoulder, which it it was kind of. I mean, it wasn't a bad injury, but it just looked like it, watching it, it hurt. Um, yeah. Just that's kinda, a bad football team, by the way. Yeah, it is. Very bad. Yeah. <laughs> They're really coming through uh, in, yeah. in terms of stink. So, um, geez, Tampa Bay going in New Orleans. <laughs> I know. Oh man, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Another like, another interesting thing about the game: if Breeze doesn't play, we get the McCown boys out there. Let's yeah, see, wouldn't that be awesome? The McCown, the, the, the commercial <laughs> superstar. I don't think he's ever started a game. His he's commercials, by the way, are fantastic. Yeah, yeah like, all of a sudden, Hollywood McCown's the starting quarterback. Hollywood, Hollywood McCown. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's the amazing. McCown Bowl. That's that, great. It would be good. Um, and, uh, okay. I was just going to say, uh, Dwayne Allen, looks like he's still out. He's on about 60% of the leagues. And uh, just to watch out for Victor Cruz isn't back yet. I don't know why, man. Maybe it's just my garbage man roots coming through. But <laughs> I feel like he, I, I feel like he could be like a pretty high end number two wide receiver when he's healthy, and uh, mm-hmm. he's owned in about sixty percent of the league. So he's slated for week four return. So if he's out there in your league and you just want to, you know, stash him, definitely, definitely look for it. So. Yep. Yep. Nice. Oh, also another wow. headline: uh, Cam Chancellor. Returning oh, to the Seahawks. Yeah. That's that's a so big one for if, yeah. If you're, for, if you're looking uh, for Seattle defense. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you're in a, a league that has individual defensive players, he'll be back. Yeah. All right. The the a lot of injuries. The dreaded. Oh man. I guess. Well, Mark, why don't we let you start? Because I mean, you probably have a lot to say here. So we're getting into right, <laughs> right and wrong. Uh, I don't know. My biggest mistake was thinking that fantasy football would be an enjoyable hobby. <laughs> but I mean, when you score 39 points, like the sting of failure, like you're numb to it. Like you're so far gone that winning isn't even like a consideration. So it's a more Zen-like than like the traditional fantasy football loss. Amen. Game's over. You just move on. Did your bench? Yeah, your bench. Nice did shower. His bench Red essentially bench. doubled his actual production. <laughs> well, I'm a good scout. <laughs> Swap them in. Always the optimist. The scout team will get some more reps this week and then make some lineup changes because if you don't produce, you don't play. <laughs> and that goes for like the established stars as well as the scrubs that will soon be cut. Amen. I, I'll follow you up because I I mean I didn't have much else. Oh I have something let me say oh, something. Go for it. Oh well, sorry I didn't don't want to cut you off. <laughs> well, I talked about my failures. One thing I did right, I believed in Cam Newton. Yeah. His stock was way down. Everyone trashed him because we, he still has no receivers. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me cut you off here. You didn't believe in him enough to start him. Well, because I. Else. Hey. Call him out. Call him out. <laughs> well, fine. You have to earn your way into the starting lineup. I gave him a roster spot. I overdrafted him. Put him on the board. Him, and now he's ready to play. 
Where's Cam Newton finish? Put it on the board. Top five QB. Ooh, Ooh nice. on the board. Uh, top seven. Next, what are you saying? Oh, he's, oh, he's that was an immediate, oh, immediate revision. He's like, oh man, yep. top four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crazy, craziness. Well, is that is that where you're gonna leave it? Yeah, I'm just saying he was heavily underrated going into the season, but he's surprisingly consistent considering he has nobody to throw to. He's just like he's so good in the red zone that you're gonna get your points. If you can't throw it, he's just gonna run it in. All sure. right, well, I'll follow you up. Um, a lot also went wrong for this guy. I, I had going into the afternoon games on Sunday, I had like something like third, maybe 30, which I guess is, you know, if I was going up against market would have been all right. But um, did not, did not turn out well after that. I had none of my skill position players managed to get into double digits. I had Keenan Allen, his, I, I looked at him. He didn't, he didn't even step onto the field for offense and he was already negative two points. I was like, what the hell happened? He was, doing punt return duty, which I, God knows why, and fumbles a punt return uh, and ends up, you know, that, like, was set the tone for his day. He couldn't get out of the hole. It got me negative points. I did, it wasn't until you get down to my defense and special teams with the Broncos from Thursday. They, they put up 20, which was nice, and Justin Tucker is, like, a double-digit producing machine, so um, I know he's going to be fine. But, yeah, I, absolutely nothing went right from yeah. Sam Bradford – I just looked like a deer in headlights on Sunday as it was. Eddie Lacy went down. I picked up Benny Cunningham, and he he lost carries because uh, Tavon came back. Um, DeAndre went down. You know, I just nothing, absolutely nothing worked. And I, you go to the bench, and the only thing it seems that I did right is I know he's it's only been two games, and it was kind of like I said last week, a uh, sort of a you know a pick just to for the hell of it was picking up Marcus Mariota. Um, is actually panning out to be a decent, you know, he, I guess he's my Cam Newton, Mark. He's sitting on my bench and I'm letting him do his thing and maybe he's <laughs> going to work his way into the starting lineup. How how funny would that be? You know, the, I, I drop Bradford to my bench and put him in, put in Marcus Mariota in place of him. Um, that, that'd be pretty sentimental if you pretty ask me. Sad. It's sad as well, that's for sure. Um, do you remember my insane rant from last week about never play a San Diego player under any circumstance? I do, I, but I didn't. I do remember a, that. I, I was hoping you wouldn't bring it up, but you know, have I have you learned your lesson. Not yet, <laughs> not no yet. Because I, I know they don't. It's it's going to take. I see. The thing is, with with fantasy, it's it's crazy because you have offshoot weeks where guys go for thirty points, and then you have them not show up, or you know, one or two points the next week, and then. If you if you ride the wave of what you think is momentum, it's just going to come back and bite you in the ass. That's what I've learned in playing this game. Is that it'll come back and bite you. You'll put them on your bench and they'll go out for twenty five. So unless until I see some consistency one way or the other, I'm gonna. I mean, that's why you know I I bash on Sam the, over the last two weeks. Um, he he looked all right for game one, but you know I I need to see consistency one way or the other before I I go and make a a very firm decision on what to do. Somebody needs to make some sort of stat about that. Like if you look at the opportunity cost of these lineup decisions, like there's a certain tier of guys that are appealing enough to play, but like if they don't perform, they're not like good enough to play every week. Right. So like the correlation between like Keenan Allen might finish like 20th in wide receiver scoring, but how many times are you actually going to play him? Right. So it would be interesting to see some of the some sort of stat that correlates like start percentage with like points scored and things like that. That would be yeah. You can get any of his points. You're just going to chase him the whole year. Right. Just cut him, cut him, and be done with it, or trade him, get him off your team. 
<laughs> you're we'll not going to win this. You're I not going to win with San Diego. Get, you could get to – I know. I mean, you know, you could say that about um, – I mean, really, I've set myself up probably for the wide receiver position to not – you know, James Jones scored a touchdown, and it was on his only reception. So, I mean, that's another team, the, the Packers, where they spread the ball around. It's, it's really going to be hit or miss with guys. So, I guess, in all honesty, it goes back to drafting and, and really paying attention to, you know, you get skill position guys that are on teams that you think of as offensive juggernauts, but you got to think about why they're offensive juggernauts. Do they spread the ball around? Is it because they have one big target, like a Des Bryant, that they go to constantly? Um, so, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's – God, this game is so fickle, and it's so in depth and convoluted and frustrating, and there's so much to it. Yeah. Malcolm Floyd, Malcolm the guy this week. <laughs> you can say it. It's, it's luck. luck. It's all luck. <laughs> you can be as smart as you, you know, know all the stats and everything like that. It's it's so much luck. It's unfair uh, how much luck it, it is. Yeah. It is a lot of luck. I mean, it's. I mean, anyone who thinks it's all skill is, is <laughs> there's there's an element element of skill. Uh, into it, but it is, I don't know, what percentage of luck would you even say? I, I think even that depends week to week. Yeah. yeah. So true. 40, 40% luck. Yeah, I'd say that. Maybe, I'd even, maybe even 60. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like, like some bitter grapes over there. <laughs> I've got a win on the board. Oh, not me. Not doing better either. than the Eagles, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> You heard it. It's all luck. This podcast is of no it's value. Luck. So you can, stop, you can stop listening from here on out. So thanks for just joining. Buy some uh, lucky rabbit's feet and <laughs> good luck charms. That's all you need. Exactly. Four receivers that are of comparable like skill level, and you have three spots to play them in. Just honestly, unless you really feel strongly about the matchup, just pull them out of a hat. You'll <laughs> sleep way better at night. <laughs> yep. So, all right. Who's next? Um, I'll oh, go. sir. Good. Okay. Uh, I was so right in benching Tony Romo and starting Carson Palmer. <laughs> Carson Palmer <laughs> is the most underrated gem in the NFL and in fantasy right now. <laughs> yep. uh, as of earlier today, or maybe it was yesterday when I looked, he was still available in one in a in two thirds of ESPN fantasy leagues. Wow. That's absurd. His record when he starts for the Arizona Cardinals is. 14 and 2, I believe. Research. Um, what's that? Research. Research. Yeah. <laughs> Research. Yeah. So, um, odds are he's available in your league, uh, and you should definitely pick him up because that, that he number, is underrated. I'm looking right now, that number, I, I don't know when ESPN re- refreshes their plus minus, but that number jumped 21% to 77.9. Oh, my goodness. So. Oh, they got a lot of people listening to this podcast. They're on. <laughs> they're on. It. They're on. To us. We, we moved the needle. On. <laughs> <laughs> no, but man, he should be owned in a hundred percent. He's right now this season. He's he's top five fantasy QB right now after two weeks. Uh, so yeah, he's he's really good. So that's where I was right. And also, I stuck by Odell Beckham, and man, he looked awesome in their the Giants' horrible loss. <laughs> <laughs> He had 25 points in like the first half, and then they kind of yeah. cooled down uh, with the passing game in the second half. Which is completely on, awesome. a, on a non-fantasy related note why they lost that game. What's that? Uh, I said that's one of the major reasons why they lost that yes. game. But... Yeah, that's true. Yep. 
God, it's uh, so bad. for as bad as I know it's been bad for Philly, but as bad as it's been for them, yeah. it's been doubly as awesome to watch <laughs> just the, the Giants like flush away games like it's nothing. Yeah, but it like, they're good at it. Like they're they're like we're gonna build this up and make it look like we have a chance, and then just throw it away. We're gonna hand it. Yeah. We're gonna gift wrap it and give it to you. The, so the, it not matter though. Owen two is not a big deal in that division. I know that's uh, the only thing. You I'm think right gonna run away with the title? Do you think? Cousins is running away with the division title. <laughs> yeah. Bradford's running away with the division title. Exactly. That's they what have I, the quarterback that's actually halfway decent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to get to that in the matchups to avoid. Good Lord. Uh, like, bye, bye, bye any team who is playing an NFC East team. Yeah. That whole division <laughs> is, is garbage. And the only reason the Cowboys are 2-0 and is because they play the Giants, who are terrible, and the Eagles, who are terrible. Yep. <laughs> Someone had to win those garbage games. Yep. <laughs> the golden yep. era of streaming defenses. Every week, just see Whedon pick up that D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is That's it really good call. You may not get like twenty points, but you're not getting negative ten either. No. Yeah. The problem is that, that like having a bad quarterback actually like affects the defense of that team too. So like Cowboys might have an okay defense, but if they're constantly going three and out, three and out, three and out, yeah. then eventually the defense is going to get worn out and points are going to put up. Or, you know, interceptions, pick sixes, putting in field position. There's all kinds of stuff to think about. Yeah, it's so. crazy. I was, I was concerned about that with um, actually uh, which one called it? the Broncos defense. I know they, you know, it's tough to say concern. They put up a 20 spot, but um, you know, the, they, there was turnovers happening sort of left and right in that game and watching, you know, the, the Chiefs D Peyton make, take, take a pick six against Peyton and, um, you know, that, that's points against the, the Denver D, so it's kind of tough to watch that happen and everything. So, yeah, there's a lot that goes into yep. this. Back to that yep. whole point. Yeah. Uh, Seth? All right. That, that's all I had to say. Well, I just want to first address my men out there. They've been playing exceptional fantasy football, putting up the numbers, and I will put this on my on, <laughs> on, on squarely on my shoulders. Okay, being the coach of the team, I must I must be the general. I must be out there, and I've I've failed my men. So I want to apologize to all the all the fantasy stars out there. With that being said, though, excuses are the tools of the incompetent. Okay? <laughs> so, I'm not worried about the fact that I didn't have Levy on Bell for the first two two weeks. I understood that going forward, and my men understood that. So now I'm just f- focused on week two, and or week three, and and furthermore to to the point, you know, being around as much as I have been, I noticed that if our team doesn't face enough adversity early on in this season, I create it. <laughs> nothing builds a team like adversity mm-hmm. and nothing says adversity like starting the season. Oh, and two. That was my best. Spoke, like, spoke, spoken like a two, true Shiano man. <laughs> that was actually my best Mike Tomlin. So. Oh. <laughs> Pretty decent. Um, with that being said, so I just want to do a quick story first because obviously I'm own two and obviously it's been my fault. Like I would play Max last week and I said, if I would have made the right decision, you know, decisions, I would have won. And he had two more people left. And he's like, you don't know that. And he's like, it wouldn't have mattered. It's only 13 points. That turned out it, it did matter. But anyways, <laughs> um, so I'm sitting there. And last week's show, I, I said, you know what? Start Mark Ingram and Kerry Robinson. You know, both running backs for the Saints. But it doesn't matter because, like, they're both going to have 15 points or more. You know, one in the pass game, one in the run game. Didn't exactly happen. But – 
while I was at work, I had some time to, to br- brush up on what the experts were saying. And the experts agreed with me. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know what? Start every single person you can against Tampa Bay. That's how bad they were. Mm-hmm. They let four touchdowns in the first half to a rookie quarterback. Imagine what Drew Brees is going to do. And for a moment on Sunday, or, uh, yeah, it was Sunday. For a moment there, I got this big smile on my face. I'm like, I actually know what the hell I'm talking about with fantasy football. <laughs> and then it happens. And just New Orleans looks like they're not even in, like, the same league. I mean, they should be in a freaking college football versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I just thought, like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And it just seems like this year, especially, there's so many different teams, like, that are supposed to be good that aren't good and it's just crazy so yeah so many bad teams there's a ton of bad teams in the league this year after two weeks yeah yeah just don't don't listen to anything i say nothing will ever go right so the (laughs) the only thing i'm certain of this year is that the packers and the patriots are going to walk in to the super bowl at the end of the year (laughs) it is going to be the easiest trip ever for both of those teams (laughs) <laughs> uh it's gonna be something else i yeah. you don't like carson arizona looks good that's the only that's right that's the only other good team there's your I nfc championship game. yes so. yep nfc championship will be packers cardinals if it can work out like that i don't even know unbelievable <laughs> well, of course <laughs> it can. all right well possible well if they have to play 15 and 1 14 and 2 yeah could. yeah yeah good yeah craziness well all right, we're going to do one thing we are getting um, rid of. This is on the fly that I, I just don't feel like doing anymore. It's MVP of last week. I think we talk about we talk about sort of what was going on good uh, in, in terms of that uh, in the right and wrong. And I think, you know, that sort of covers enough for, from last week. Um, so looking ahead, mm-hmm. though, guys, um, who, do you, who do you think sort of in line to, to lead the charts in terms of fantasy football in week three? I got this production note came ten seconds ago, so I can pull my papers a little. Oh, you serious? Oh, I thought you were really going, Mark. <laughs> no, I I have to double my papers. All right, so, All right uh, since I did the shuffling, um, I guess I'll go. Um, so go ahead. How about that? I I um, man. I, I don't know. See, I I wanted to. I caught myself up. Right no, so, see the thing is, I man, I wanted to go. I I hate Save Monday Bradford. night games. Save I hate Bradford. The, no, I'm not saying Save that. No, I'm done. I'm done talking about them for right now. Give me give me another moment or two. Um, Please God, I got it. All right. No, do you do you have one? I do have going? one. The, the, I'm talking myself through it, and I'm 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 really beating around it. So I hate <laughs> I hate the um primetime games in terms of fantasy production because they always seem they always seem like the you know the slugfests that end up being sort of um defensive struggles i guess i don't know that's just that's my perception i don't know about what you guys think but that's that's just sort of how i feel when i watch those games um that being said i and this is sort of an easy pick i guess in in the long run but aaron Rodgers. um this goes back to the whole you know juggernaut offenses going up against um Defense, you know, putting up massive amounts of fantasy points. But he's just – I mean, I know he kind of struggled a little bit against Seattle um, last week and still managed to put up a, a really big 
you know, 21 points. I, I think he goes beyond that against Kansas City. I don't know what it is. You know, they're playing at home. Um, it's just sort of one of those things. I, I feel like he's going to go off. Um, mm-hmm. They might be without Lacey, and that's fine. Starks is sort of, I, you know, I, Lacey's the guy that's sort of their every down back, and Starks is a change of pace. But for a whole game, when you get Starks and give him the ball, that's it's a really big change of pace, and I think that opens up over the top for Rodgers. And I think we see a couple bombs uh, dropped in by him. To different guys, so uh, I look for him to have just an enormous game on Monday night. That's all well and good, but I think you're overthinking a little bit. Let's make this nice and simple. <laughs> Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. <laughs> I was saving him for you. <laughs> Their opponent in Boston. Go for the it. The Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars of Jacksonville. <laughs> the Jag- Do you believe that Blake Bortles is going to march his way into Gillette Field and cause any sort of threat to New England? Yes. No. You think that vaunted yes. Jaguars D is in a pressure I, Brady? I, I think I think they did them. Well. I think they did New England a favor last week by somehow finding a way to beat Miami, and then they're going to do them another favor this week, dropping you know coming into Gillette and rolling over and letting them walk all over them. As weird of a season as it is, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a it's just like within seven points. Mm. I mean that's how that's like how a shootout, weird. right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? No, wait a minute. I got to stop you guys. We've said that the only sure thing this season is the The Patriots. Patriots. That's it. As soon as you get on their bandwagon, that's whenever they smack you back on the reality. They're not going to take their foot off the pedal. And even if they're pummeling Jacksonville in this position, (laughs) the poor Bortles is crying for mercy. (laughs) <laughs> they're not going to stop this coming, no, the, this coming the from the through. biggest Jaguars fan out the, on this podcast yeah but I respect the power I know what's happening this year <laughs> and I don't like it the one thing you guys are forgetting about is Seth is finally getting Le'Veon Bell back so I think I should win this week but this is the type of week that Tom Brady just throws up like 10 points with like 5 interceptions and like 150 yards like there's just something that's going to happen this week mark my words are you going with with him coming back, Seth? Are you going with uh, your guy as as your MVP? No, I was actually I was looking at Jamal Charles. For some reason, he just seems to me like the uh, type that kind of plays with a chip on his shoulder, and he was pretty much the whole reason why they lost <laughs> last week. He's had a long week uh, to recover, think about it, and yeah, they play Green Bay, so I expect it to be a high scoring game. Maybe the Chiefs won't have the opportunity to run as much, but that doesn't necessarily matter with Andy Reid because he gets them involved in the past game too. So, I mean, I could easily see uh, Jamal Charles having like two touchdowns, maybe receiving and a rushing, and then 150 yards all purpose. So, good stuff. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, Max. Uh, I think that the Ravens might be a very bad football team. I think that they were, they were, uh, people had high hopes for them, uh, going into the season, but after dropping to the Raiders this week and then who Broncos? No. Who did they play? No, it wasn't Broncos. Who did they play? Cincy. That's right. No, it's not Cincy. Cincy in, in Baltimore, I thought, right? Well, no, uh, you're talking about Baltimore. They played, uh, Denver week. Denver. It was Denver. Oh, yeah. week one. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking yeah, about No, this. they play. Yeah, so I'm high on Cincy. Uh, I think Cincy gotcha. is the best team in that division. Um, maybe 
closely followed by uh, Pittsburgh, who I thought was not very good, but looked amazing this <laughs> week. Uh, but I'm pretty high on Cincy this year. And I think uh, AJ Green and, and Dalton are going to connect a lot uh, in uh, this coming week. So I'm high on them. And um, that's pretty much it. I don't know what else to how else to predict this crazy league. I know it's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. Well, I I want to borrow from what you were talking about there, um, referencing the AFC North, and, and sort of use that to transition into um, matchups to avoid and look for. And I'm gonna go with the avoid situation here. Um, you were mentioning the Steelers and potentially being a close second to Cincy. I. I agree with you last week, but this goes back to sort of what I was saying a little bit ago when I was ranting about how I hate fantasy football and the way things ebb and flow. Um, for as great as Big Ben looked uh, and as sexy a pick as they would be and how bad St. Louis looked in Washington, um, yeah. you know, people are sort of going to be trending like, oh, my God, make sure you have everyone on the Steelers in and make sure you start the Steelers, sit the Rams defense, yada, yada. Um, yep. I, I'm not feeling that way. I'm not feeling that way in St. Louis. Um, the Rams, I mean, yeah, they look bad against Washington. Um, this is still a team that, you know, they only gave up 18 receiving TDs last year, which sounds like a lot, but that was the third fewest in the league. Um, and on top of that, they already have eight. I, I know Big Ben doesn't go down, but they have eight sacks this year, which is tied for second. And they still have one of the tough – I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better front seven in the league. They're playing at home. I just yeah. – I don't see Big Ben having another – or the Steelers, for that matter, having another game like that. And I know this is – Bell comes back this week. Yep. Yep. So I I know they're going to be leaning on him a little bit more. Um, but I, I still – I think he's going to have a tough time finding holes. And I just – I don't see – I'm not making a game prediction here, but you sort of deduce it the way you will, but – I just don't think that's going to be a good game for the Steelers at all. Here's the problem, though. They don't necessarily have home field advantage. Um, remember, attendance isn't so hot in St. Louis because of the whole like, L.A. Might, thing. Yeah. Their attendance is actually the lowest it's been since I think they've been back in St. Louis. Right. And I'm not – but I'm So not you're looking at most like a neutral stadium. I Yeah. I'm, and I'm not – but I'm not still – despite that, I wasn't looking at this as a home field advantage kind of thing. And I, I actually did try to do some research to see if they, they had a home field advantage when playing at home in terms of defense and it's sort of, you know, it's split. They're all, they're slightly better in their own building, but it's not like anything that makes me, you know, if it was going either way and I considered a coin flip, the fact that they're at home, it doesn't make it, you know, solidly in favor of them, but just the fact of how their defense is set and made up and just sort of, I, I, I just like the, I like the way they match up. Mm. That's just how I feel. Um, just because we had our fair share of Eagle football <laughs> talk time already, I feel like Absolutely. it's only fair we talk a little bit about this. I'm not going to lie. That's sort of why I did this. I felt sort of like I hogged the, the, the start of the show. So <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to be nice a little here. Mark, I kind of want to get your opinion. And, and, like, I am not – I'm not embarrassed to admit this, that I was one of those people that was, like, run Tomlin out, run Haley out, because I didn't necessarily think that they were very good coaches. And, um, yeah, yeah, he won a Super Bowl, but you know, as a lot of people said, oh, that was with Cowers team, which I still think it was, but I feel like now they have the personnel, especially on the offensive side of the ball, that whatever they were trying to do with the offensive scheme before they can actually take 
full advantage of. The wide receivers that we have on our team are just insane. And I don't know if it's a product of the system or if it's actually just because of how good they are. But, I mean, like you're talking about every single year, there's another one that just pops up. Martavis Bryant, Antonio Brown, um, Darius Hayward Bay now. And if you watch our defense, I know a lot of people say it's bad, but our our linebacker core are really good. And someone made the point about Shazier, um, like changing a lot from like his first year to second year. He is so fast. He can make plays in the backfield. He can run down people. I mean, I don't know. I, I have a very optimistic, and I, I it, what we talked about earlier, just – you know, you've got to see some consistency before you're ready to mm-hmm. to commit to a person. I got to see a couple more games that our offense is able to just go out there and just just basically have their way with the other team. So I'm not I'm not fully invested in, it, but I'm I'm optimistic about this that our team is really good this year, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So a lot of it's personnel, though. I think Browns the best wide receiver in the league. And I don't even think it's close. It's crazy. The stuff that he does, they double cover him. He runs by the double coverage. Yeah. So that's why there's always going to be some like pseudo deep threat. Like Hayward Bay is a generic receiver. They could, there's like 50 of those guys they could probably bring in, but they're just not going to cover him because Brown is just so much of a a headache to deal with. Yeah. So it's an argument against Martavis Bryant. Maybe he doesn't come back and do as much as we thought but someone's always going to get secondary looks like that. And that's what I'm saying, though. Our team right now, especially on the wide receiver, like is so deep that these little players can pop up that are talented enough to make a name, main, uh, make a name for themselves. So, I don't know. It's just it, – it's that, uh, that, um, You mentioned that, and I want to find him because I, I was thinking about this. Marcus Wheaton is a name that – popped into my head. I know he's a guy that hasn't done much fantasy wise, but in terms mm-hmm. of he's getting targets. I mean, he's a listen to these stats that ESPN pulled out. So he's on the, he's what a third year guy. Yep. Yeah, I um, think so. Yeah. He's on the field for 91 Wheaton snap rate, 91% this season. So he's not leaving the field like at, at all basically. Um, and he, he's, he's getting targets as well. So he's been targeted on 17% of his routes. So that's nearly one out of every five pass plays that he's on the field for. He's getting a target. And his average depth of target, this is, I don't know. I mean, they got some crazy deep stats here, but average mm-hmm. depth of target is eight, 19 yards. So, I mean, when he's going up for the mm-hmm. ball, he's going to get yards as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and, I, you know, for a team that likes to throw the ball, he's going to get, he's getting his looks. It's just that they haven't all necessarily come through. Um, so that's, if he keeps getting the looks the way he is, it's a guy that, you know, for a team that like you're saying is deep at wide out could turn around and also provide good fantasy production as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. So is that it on matchups? I, we only really talked cool. about two. Um, one more matchup to avoid. And Go for it. I, this is just for emphasis. Blake Bortles is not a good play this week. Obviously, like Jacksonville is going to be destroyed, and <laughs> I can't you. get this out of my head. Thank you. I get this. This is, this is projection, but I think Bortles thinks he's good. I think he, <laughs> I think he thinks he's good, and people just don't understand it yet. Remember, remember his quote last week? They got crushed in week one, 
and people are ripping the offensive coordinator, like rightfully so. And he said something along the lines of like, fans are, it was a nicer version of like, fans are stupid. He said the thing like, (laughs) it's like fans criticizing our offensive play callings, like a sixth grader criticizing a college student or something like that. (laughs) And that line stood in my mind because guess what? He came out, he proved the doubters wrong. He got a win. (laughs) He proved the doubters wrong. Now he's looking to make a name for himself. And this is just purely in my mind, but I just see him trying to do too much. I see at least one pick six. Okay. A horrible fall to reality. But garbage time is like some people have made their careers in garbage time. Like if he gets, if they get up on them by like 21 points, then all they're going to do is just throw, throw, throw. So that might be good for him. Mm -hmm. I'm more worried about the offense and also just anybody on anybody in New England. God, get them in there. How good do you think Tyrod Taylor is? There's a name I wanted to talk about. Look at him. Look at look at the numbers. Right now, who do you pick, Tyrod Taylor or Blake? Uh, Blake Taylor Sean. by a wide margin. Oh, you! what happened to you, Mark? You've changed. <laughs> <laughs> you just love Jaguars no matter what. See, the thing, the thing that I like about Taylor, though, now that you mentioned it, because I, I made a note that I wanted to talk about him and we almost glossed over it. Um, he sort of got that early career Vic thing going for him where he, he apparently has a cannon. Um, you know, he's a, he's a rookie first year starting. He's going to throw his picks, but he's definitely a dual threat. Like if he can't, if he doesn't um, see anyone open, he's, he's going to tuck it and run. I mean, he's already, what he's got 84 yards and a touchdown in two games this season already. I know that, you know, that's not anything crazy, but that's better than some running backs in the league right now. It's better than DeMarco Murray. Um, <laughs> which isn't I, I'm running back better than I have more rushing yards this year than DeMarco Murray. Yeah, but, just about to say. Um, so that's not saying much, but still, it's it's just the uh, the idea that you know he's gonna get in terms of fantasy, he's gonna get you points. So that's someone if you're looking for quarterback depth, um, I might have done so earlier today prior to this podcast, and you know he's he's sitting there available in he's only owned in 31 percent of leagues, so. I mean, this is sort of the time of year where guy you start to figure out your quarterback situation as well. If you're looking for someone and you need depth, or even just you want to stash him for your bye week, hell, he could be. You could throw him in there as some trade bait later on down the line, or he may end up working your way into working his way into your starting lineup. So it's definitely a name yep. to look for. Yep. Yep. Cool. So I think that moves us to bold predictions. Oh, All right, I got mine ready to go. Go for oh, it. it. All right, it's 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 fantasy and NFL and on the season on the whole uh, related. Uh, Carson Palmer, 2015 MVP. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. Wait, hold on. Ridiculous. Mark that down. I'm gonna mark it down. Carson. There should be some sort of punishment for this. Palmer <laughs> MVP. MVP, Carson Palmer. What Max, over Brady? Yeah, it's going to be close, but yeah, he'll get it. <laughs> Max Parker. The Cardinals don't play the Patriots at all this, this year, do they? No. no? I wish. That they're they're, they're both going to be undefeated going into the freaking playoffs. I shouldn't have opened my mouth because my bull prediction's not that much better. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> all right, you ready for it? Do it. Blake Bortles of Jacksonville <laughs> fame will have a better game than one Thomas J. Brady. 
Wow. Did old man Palmer? Oh, no. <laughs> old man Palmer? <laughs> I think he's younger than Brady. <laughs> hey, There's he's, no he's way on his, he's younger he's than He's on Brady. his third reconstructed knee, that's for sure. That's one thing. Uh uh, let's. I'm gonna. Here, here. I'm Wait, he's 48. Go next. I'm looking it up. All right. Well, this will be the second annual, <laughs> or second weekly, I suppose. Uh, yeah, he's three Ryan, years younger. My, the second weekly C.J. Anderson denial prediction. <laughs> I'll go once again. Everything's okay with C.J. Anderson. He'll be just fine. <laughs> Kubiak knows how to salvage running backs. Ronnie Hillman is not a threat, and he will not eat into his carries, and he certainly will not outproduce him. So everything is A-OK in Anderson land. 25 carries, 120 yards, two touchdowns. It's going to be all right. <laughs> it's going to be all right. <laughs> oh, Carson man. Palmer's 35. Tom Brady's 38. All right. Fair enough. That's crazy. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm going to end on this. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm nervous. The build-up. <laughs> the build-up. Oh, boy. I got to do it to myself. I got to do it to myself, only because I can't see them start 0-3. Only because I can't. If it if that happens, this podcast is in danger. <laughs> I mean, if it happens, it's in danger. I don't know if I you guys I you might have to carry on without me. I don't. I don't Rob, know. it's okay. I, I already assured you, my team is f- refocused this week. I so know. Mine has to be do the same. I said I might need you to come out here <laughs> and then take take the Trenton line up to you know you know East Rutherford there and get in that locker room before the game. So with that in mind. My my bold prediction for week three is that Sam Bradford, God God help him. Pope Francis is in town this weekend. Maybe he'll send a blessing <laughs> up there. God help him. Sam Bradford leads the way in fantasy quarterbacks this week. He's going to go <laughs> 375 yards plus, four touchdowns, and one pick. I'll give him the one pick because he's playing the Jets. I'll ask this question. You realize they're playing one game this weekend. I do. <laughs> I do. I do. So I, I just this is this is strictly because I need it to happen. It's a bold prediction because I it needs to be reality. <laughs> Answer this question right now. Don't even think about it. Better quarterback, Bradford Sanchez. Bradford. Bradford. Why? <laughs> he hasn't done anything. Why do we? I'm not ready for that. I'm sorry. I, I'm not ready for Sanchez. I know every people were starting to call for it, yeah. but. It's. It was two games. It was two games. I got to talk myself down. It was two games. I. Yeah, they look bad. The defense. When you're on the field for 80 snaps, you're gonna sort of succumb to some things. They actually look decent for three quarters of the game. So I, you can't blame them. The only thing that Bradford is missing is an embarrassing football play, and then he'll be fully turned into busted. <laughs> and God, he needs a fumble. God pray that on. it doesn't happen against the Jets. That's just the last thing I need. So, God. Maybe, maybe he can like go for a tackle after throwing like an interception, and, and then like somehow inexplic- inexplicably like hurt him his hamstring. It's, something, funny, something's gonna it? happen. I, eventually, at some point, something's gonna happen to him, but just not this week. I need, I need that bold prediction to to be true. So, that is I'm, that. I'm pulling for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I hope mm-hmm. everyone at home listening to this is as well. So, and yeah, for week three, thanks for listening. I hope the luck is in your favor this week. You got through this craziness with us. So 
Don't forget. May the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> uh, be sure to check out the podcast on Fully Covered Sports. We'll have it on our website. And don't forget to follow on iTunes. It's free. Look us up, the Fully Covered Sports Podcast, and we'll see you next week.